This is Crowcast, the podcast from Crow in the UK, a leading audit, tax, advisory and risk firm with global reach and local expertise. In our podcast, you will hear from our specialists, offering insights and pragmatic advice to businesses of all sizes, professional practices, non-profit organisations, pension funds and private clients. Well, hello there. And welcome back to the uh, second in our series of Crowcast focused on family businesses and how we at Crow can help family businesses as part of our Family Business Week. My name is Jonathan Dudley. Uh, I'm managing partner of our practice in the Midlands and southwest of England uh, and also head of SME corporates for Crow in the UK. I'd like to welcome back today my fellow partner, Louis Baker, Head of Professional Practices. For those that don't know, he is actually our fellow partner, uh, but his alter ego is his eighth generation um, non-executive director of a family business, Bakers of Holt. Today, I'd like to focus on the challenges that a business that has been going around for so long finds in operating its business. Louis, you will obviously be fully aware um, from your family business that, that you have members of the family who are in the business who are shareholders. You've probably got members of the family in the business who aren't shareholders. You might have members of the family business uh, who aren't involved in the business at all, but would want to be, uh, but they're not shareholders either. Equally, you've got people who are in the business, in the management of the business, who are not members of the family. All of those present challenges. And in my experience, and probably yours too, I'd be interested to know your insight, um, that creates challenges and tensions as well as strengths um is that something you identify with well certainly uh, aspects of that uh, jonathan you're quite right we have um, a mixture um of uh, family members on the board uh, who are all shareholders with uh, non-exec family members some of whom are active in management current managing director is non-family and of course we have uh, family members who are shareholders who are not active in the business, not on the board. And we do have some family who are shareholders who are working within the business on a daily basis. And uh, it does mean that there are people with different, um, I wouldn't say mindsets, but um, you know, perceptions as to uh, roles and relationships uh, within the family. And over the generations, we have uh, on occasions faced challenges um, in dealing with that. And uh, it's only recently that we have moved from having a uh, family member as managing director, it'd be managing director for 44 years, um, to a non-family managing director. So that's a fresh um, uh, situation for us and uh, one that we and um, the managing director, of course, are having to get used to. That's fascinating. You obviously made a clear decision at that point. And 
I imagine there were members of the family who, both recently and previously, that you as a family and as a board um, have considered might be somebody to take on either that or another role. Um, how do you handle that in your business? How do you challenge that to to find out whether um, a particular individual might be uh, might have the caliber to step up to the plate or not? Yes, it's uh, it's, it's an interesting challenge in a family business because there are almost so many hidden um, concerns, both from uh, individuals who might be looking to take on a role, but also other family members themselves as to judging whether that's appropriate, uh, whether they themselves might harbour um, an interest or a, um, a frustration that they aren't in um, in line for that uh, position. And uh, also a, a concern as to whether a non-family member um, can actually properly represent and manage a business in the manner that the family would like to see being undertaken. So not always being wholly commercial and, and clinical in that type of judgment. If, if I go back... Um, couple of generations uh, my grandfather was the managing director and had his two brothers uh, alongside him as uh, non-exec directors and unfortunately the relationship uh, was very poor and um, on his uh, my grandfather's uh, death there was no succession in place um, the shares in my branch um, fell outside of the family and we had a non-family uh, management team come in, take on the running of the business. And one of the lessons that some of the family took from that was that it didn't work. The business floundered at the time. And then the next generation at my father's level um, got back involved. My father was able to buy back our shares uh, in, in the business. So it was wholly owned um, again. And I think for a while there was a uh, a perception that it was important that family were running the business and it, it, it did mean that a cousin of mine in effect dedicated the whole of his life to the running of the business and uh, one was always sensitive to the fact that you know he had made the move from another part of the country to build his life around the business in a way that others hadn't and there was a certain freedom certainly from my perspective to be able to go and work um, as an accountant, develop a, a great career within Crow, working alongside John, Nick and others. It's been great fun. Um, I've been interested in the business, but I haven't had to dedicate my life to it. More recently, um, on, on that cousin's um, death, we were going through the same uh, challenge, but had the potential for succession uh, in place within the family, but we're looking at it and we, we did that internally with ourselves. Um, it, it may be that it would have been easier if we had been taking external advice at, uh, at the time, but um, we, we went through that situation of, uh, of assessing what was, um, what was needed and, and, and a realisation that the growth and the success of the business meant that we needed to get somebody who was experienced at running 
um, a, a 25 million turnover business employing over 200 staff. Um, you know, that couldn't just be run by somebody from the family because they happened to be a family member. It needed to be run by somebody who we believed um, could extol the virtues of being a family business, but was actually in a position to drive change uh, in the business. And and we we went externally for that. And um, a year in, it's looking like a really good move. It's probably too early to tell. <laughs> As you say, at the moment, you found it's a good move and it's a big challenge. But it, um, but if I go back to um, the, the the generation before, do you think it would have been different um, if uh, the tensions had been eased by somebody outside perhaps assessing, coaching, um, the individual's concerns uh, almost to be an arbiter because I think probably tensions within business, one thing, we've seen tensions within politics a lot over the recent past, haven't we? Um, and, and very often you bring in an arbiter. It's a lot more difficult with a family, I guess. Uh, and it, it's a problem that you can't shut the door and go away from because it, it's seven days a week as opposed to five, I guess. Yeah, you're certainly right on that last point, uh, especially for anyone who's actually working uh, in the business. Uh, as I mentioned in in uh, the previous uh, cast with Nick, you know, when my father's generation uh, did get involved, uh, a, a rule they did, an informal rule they you know they brought in was that we'd always have a non-exec from outside of the family to try and help ensure that you know we were running the business appropriately and not just having family bun fights around the table whenever there was a board meeting. You know, they were properly run meetings focused on the business. And that did did and has helped. Um, uh, something that I would encourage uh, for family businesses. Uh, succession is, is the really tricky issue because um, you're so dependent upon um, the family member who is at the top table, um, you know, the managing director as to what is it they want to move on to uh, in life. Is there something after being the MD of the family business to which they have dedicated 30, 40 years uh, and having those conversations as to how that transition might work, both within the business, but as I say, for that individual as to what it is they might move to. You're not retiring from, you're moving on to. Uh, something else. And I think an external um, uh, facilitator who can build trust over time to be able to have that one-to-one conversation with the individual um, would be helpful, but the individual has to be up for it. It has to be something they want to be engaged with. Are you describing a coach, for example? I think, um, you know, that uh, for, for for the managing director, yes, but the, the the challenge is they have spent 20, 30, 40 years running the business and know it inside out and have probably been able to make all the decisions themselves and, and may not think that they need the help. But you're looking at a scenario that is completely new to them and a fresh way of thinking they've not had to adopt. So that may well be that they do need that support of an external coach facilitator who's seen it with others and helped others go through that transition. Because within the business, it's easier 
to deal with the transition from the businesses perspective the non-exec and the other board members can help engineer that it's it's the person sitting alongside the md and uh if that md is a family member it's very tricky for that to be a fellow family member yeah so it would be helpful in those circumstances of somebody coming through the system yeah i get that certainly somebody with lots of experience coming in um, the challenges I often find with any kind of business with, with somebody that's got lots of experience doesn't necessarily mean that they don't need a coach. <laughs> in some respects, those people probably might need more more coaching than, than, than otherwise. But it, yes, it is probably sometimes difficult for them to... to You're right. And it, and, and it needs to be somebody senior who has uh, has been doing this role perhaps for a while but has also got good business experience themselves because you've got yes, to have indeed. that one-to-one relationship with the md uh, that the md can trust that individual to provide balance support um and uh, an understanding of the world as they see it the, the coach couldn't be in my view you know somebody fresh out of business school who's who's learned the the theory of what one should be looking to achieve you've got to have been through um the difficulties yourself and have a variety of war stories to bring to the table yeah i've got in my mind uh sort of um if you've got the uh like the military standard with the uh with the with, with the war record on it and what have you i was thinking along the same lines louis can i thank you very much for on behalf of the firm for taking time over two days to uh, make these presentations and help fellow family business people. Thank Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Tune in next time for another episode of Crowcasts. For more information about Crow, our services, industries we devise and insights, visit crow.co.uk. We are an independent member of Crow Global, one of the top 10 accounting networks in the world. You can connect with us on social media by following Crow UK on LinkedIn or at Crow UK on Twitter.